This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What's up, guys? How are you? Welcome into the Wednesday episode of the Bostonian versus the book, a props.com production. My name is Matt Peralta alongside Dave Sherapan. We had 10 people waiting before the show even started, Dave. Man. How about that? We got, we got be people waiting. We got people waiting to get in. They're like, hey, guys, let's go. TikTok, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Two to go here. How are you? Uh, good. First day back to school. Um, Got up this morning, recorded another podcast. So I was kind of away from the fire a little bit. Everybody's gone out of the house. Uh, Grandma even went to do some grocery shopping. So I am here by myself, oh. 100% focused. <laughs> Said, what are we going to talk about today? I can't wait to see what we're going to get to. And I had to get Penguin up today because the Penguins play today at home. Apparently, they've won eight in a row. Nobody really knows, but um, <laughs> yeah, who cares? I mean, really, but it's hockey season in Pittsburgh. I mean, the reality of it is, is we got enough of the Steelers stuff. Ben's last game, they're playing. They're still alive, but they need so many things to happen. I see you rocking that Jacksonville hat. Can you muster it up one time? Can Jacksonville actually beat the Colts? Would that be unbelievable? Well, there's a reason why I'm wearing it. So we'll, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. SoCal DJ's right. We were two minutes late. We apologize for that. Jordan, Mike, how are you? Hey, Welcome boys. in. You guys get on, on the YouTube chat. Go ahead. I got it. Everybody. So I'm, I'm monitoring it. Go ahead. Right. Type away. Any questions, any concerns, any issues you want to bring up, you want to join the show, feel free to go ahead and do that. You guys can hop in whenever you like on Love Twitter it. as well. Go ahead. Right. Well, I'm following the Twitter. If you guys are watching on Twitter, uh, whether it be <laughs> wherever you're watching it on Twitter, it's all over. Props, you, props is YouTube. Uh, props is Twitter. My Twitter, my Facebook, wherever you're watching all this fun stuff. He's got uh, all these us. screens up and he nope. ain't going to miss a message. He nope. does the I- show. He talks to me and he's monitoring <laughs> all this stuff. I got one little thing up here. I'm looking at the lines and that's all you need to. That's good. That's where we want you to be. Yeah. I'll worry about everything else. You worry about the lines. That's okay. the all show. Right. That's so it. it, it, it's all good. <laughs> all right. So you were asleep last night at this, but holy mother of God, Man. did I get a lucky break last night? Oh, LSU, I had their team total <laughs> under 20 and a half. Last game, or sorry, last game of the bowl season, last play, a wide receiver, <laughs> rollout, <so> bomb. <laughs> touchdown i'm on the ground i'm going you got to be kidding me this did not happen i'm literally on the ground of my living room my daughter's like daddy what's wrong i'm like i can't believe i just lost this bet and then i look up to the screen and the coach at k-state's being interviewed yeah and i'm like wait what just happened yeah um 42 to 20 we didn't kick the extra point oh no extra point kicked in that spot. No. I thought that was an NFL rule. I didn't realize that was a college rule as well, that they don't kick the extra point. If the game does it, if it's not, you know, deciding the game, they don't kick it. That's the, oh. I mean, 
you don't know that at the time, and then it happens, and you were relieved. But what about all those people that had? Because that thing steamed down. I had no idea that it was good. I mean, we do the show at 10 a.m. our time. That steam came on Kansas State. I didn't realize. I went back and looked at the line history. When this thing opened, LSU was favored. Correct. It was minus two or two and a half LSU. By the time then it flipped and we got to talk about it, and then three to six to seven, close ten and a half. Well, your first, your team total LSU when we did the show in the morning, and again, the importance of the CLV. I mean, it mattered for you, and it won. The CLV Society is real. We may actually have to do something with this. I told you. Yes, I know. It works. The boys are doing this. Michael and and SoCal DJ. I mean, like, they come up with something. It may be onto something. But 20 and a half and no extra point, you win. That last play cost everybody else because – it was a 20 and a half. And I think that was like the peak. It closed it at 17 and a half. I know. And at that for a team total, that's a lot of points. In the second half team total or the second half LSU total live was eight and a half. <laughs> so that went over as well. It got, oh it goodness. annihilated. Everybody was one play away from cashing all of that. 19 and a half, 18 and a half, 17 and a half, eight and a half, second half, nine and a half, second half. All wiped off the board, and I got a miracle cash at twenty at twenty and a half. Absolute well, I, miracle! I, I can assure you, it's the only bets that the book won on that game because Kansas State cashed every single number you could possibly have on Kansas State. You couldn't have it high enough. You won. The total flew over. There was no question about any of that and i watched the beginning of the game and i'm gonna be honest i saw a text from uh from rex byers last night he's down at the westgate another odds maker i know that feeling he was like man i feel like i just got run over like we need lsu for a pile and i felt i could have if if i had the wherewithal or the gumption to do it i i should have dumped my entire bank account on k-state I mean, it was such an easy bet. It was so simple at minus seven, given what LSU was dealing with. And I mean, frankly, tip of the cap to LSU to even play the game because they were so undermanned. It was unreal to watch the first three drives. Yeah, the first three drives was just like not even a resistance. It was just and everything I I handicapped. I said, I'm not betting the under because I'm worried about K-State scoring 30. They scored 42. Right. (laughs) Right. So I was like, I'm taking LSU's team total because they're not scoring. But LSU might give up a crap load of points and they gave up a crap load of points. No resistance. They were mad. They were getting bullied around. They were taking shots. I mean, like it felt like so I've been coaching for a while and there's games where you're just better than the other team and you got to take your foot off the gas. Like in softball, we step off the base early. So the ump can call us out. Like we're making a base running error just to kind of respect the other team and respect the game football. You can't do that. There's no taking like they're getting blasted. I felt so bad for the, for like the quarterback, he was trying to run. He was getting just crushed in every play. It felt like I was watching 
a college team play a high school team. And it was like, wow, there was a lot of kids that probably got an opportunity to play and wear the uniform and everything for LSU that probably didn't belong on that field. And it was like, man, all right. I mean, like you said, tip your hat for them to play in. But I went to sleep in the first quarter. I was like, I don't want to watch this. I know if I was sitting in the book, I was like, and Jessica was like, is this another bowl game? I thought they were done except for the championship. I'm like, yeah, this one more in between. And we talked about it. I don't know if we need to be any more bowl games after January 1st, but that one last night was a reason why there shouldn't be. I did something that I normally don't do. I laddered that game in game. So I oh, laid that's what you sent me. Yeah. Tell everybody. Yeah. 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 I, I laid minus seven. Right. But then at halftime, I was like, okay, this is going to get super ugly. It was 21 seven. So I bet minus 17 and a half. I bet minus 21. I bet minus 35 and a half. The only one I missed was minus 35 and a half. Everything else cashed. Wow. So I had, so I cashed all that in game and I cashed the LSU team total under. So that was, as I said, like I, I didn't bet the 10 K that I wanted to bet. If I wear with all I know on Twitter, I was like, I should have bet 10 K on Kansas state. It was like a lot. It's not responsible in. gaming, Matthew. It's you not, it's not, but like, you know this and you tell me all the time, there are unicorn games. There are, that was, that was a unicorn that was. game that, that I should have just gone ahead and gone. There's no way that they're going to score. And then once you saw the game, it was like, Oh my gosh, I should just load my account and just, unload on everything I've got because there's no way the line can be made high enough to protect the book right now because this game is so not it's so off market price right now you're right that there's just nothing that LSU can do like you've got Skylar Thompson who was seven and three as a starter they got this running back kid who's all over them the kid was just like running through yep. hot like a hot knife <laughs> through butter there there was no resistance to LSU not- whatsoever their edge rushers weren't bad. That was the one saving grace that the game wasn't like 80 to nothing. It's that they actually could pressure the quarterback, but Skylar Thompson can run. I mean, this dude can move and he's playing his last college game and he was going out in a, you know, he was not going out quietly. He was going out with a bang. We'll see and, when you can see it like that, yeah. you can take advantage of an in game. Um, but what I always say, like in the book, when you can see it, that the other team can't score. Like it was going to take one of those crazy plays like that at the end of the game for them to score. They weren't going to make another drive. I don't know how they got that touchdown before halftime. Like that pass just floated up there and, and like that guy ran both under t- it. Both touchdowns in, that they scored oh. in with, with drives were like, I, I kept on wondering, like a part of me felt like K-State was letting them score because I was like, wait a minute, what are they doing? They can't pass. Like put eight guys on at the all. box and just at all. blitz. Couldn't like it, it should have been like three and out, three and out, three and out. And I was like, you're playing soft coverage and you're like allowing them to run the ball down the field. And then you're like, what doing Ben don't break and we'll stiffen up in the red zone. And then there's a couple of crazy passes that get that got there. I couldn't figure out what, what the hell K-State was doing. And then K-State was just like hoping for a running clock. Like if you watch at the end of the first half, they let the clock run. Like they could have been calling yes. timeouts to get the no. ball back. No. <laughs> just, they just let the clock no, run. That it was, was a four minute, it was four minute run to get to halftime. It was twenty one seven. They had like no real interest in in playing anymore. That's that's the last thing that I saw was that touchdown. And and it was funny because I was sitting with Jess and the, the kids were doing their thing. And I I was like, she goes, "What do you think the halftime line is?" I don't. I said, "I don't know," 
but it's not high enough. Is they exactly made it minus three, Dave. That. It was three. Right. That's that. So they're up 14. Yeah. And they make the second half minus three. So win the game by 17. That's yeah. So, so I, that's I laid 17 and a half. Problem. Yeah. That's that's that. And like, you know, I mean, if you're watching that game, like, and I was in a room with the guy, I'd be like, look, man, we should make it six and a half or seven. Like they're not, they're not go. Let's get some case. Let's get some LSU money. LSU money, yeah. Because I know, and and I know this even from doing the in game made me even better at that. Like you know what they're gonna bet. Like you see seventeen, and you're like they're gonna keep laying that. They're already up fourteen. You figure LSU to get one more score, maybe in the second half. You know, K-State's getting more than one score. They can't, they do it by accident. They can't tackle them. They were, they were, they were completely overmatched. And you're right. It was a unicorn game where you could uh you could dump in, you know, it's like a poker thing. When you have your 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 best hand and you you want to maximize your win, you you push in with your chips. And uh, you know, ideally when it works out. Yeah, I didn't go heavy enough. I should have gone. I should have gone heavier, but I'll I'll take the money. I mean, it was a nice, it was a yeah. nice night for me last night. I I, yeah. I pulled down. I pulled down a nice a nice amount, but I could have pulled down more. You know, I'm yeah. like man. But it, this is like the learning experience. I tell this to the Daily Juice people all the time that like I'm still, even though like I'm the host of the podcast and I'm like doing these bets and telling them what to bet and like telling them what, what I'm playing, I'm still learning those moments. Like the that's the one part of betting that I'm still not a newbie on, but just the ability to trust the handicap to the point where like, if I bet one unit and I preach flat wagering and I do, and I try to do as much as possible that when you see it right, you're like, all right, let's go with five. Like let's move the chips more. In president. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let, let's, let's push a little bit here and let's see if I can, you know, if we can make a really big score because those betting moments, the beautiful thing about betting is that once that game is gone, that game never happens again. So oh, it's like the moment. It may not happen again. Listen, it's only January ever. 5th. It may not happen again all year. It may not happen yeah. again in 2022. You may not get yeah. a shot like that. So yeah. you do have to maximize it. And I mean, the book does that. You know, the book right. has those spots where, you know, you grind and it's it's a 5% to 6% margin business. You, you're handed money back and forth until you get that big one. And you just don't move the line and you have your position set and you just keep taking the bets. And then, you know, with the juice and everything, those are the ones that you make the score on. I mean, it's it, it doesn't come along very often, though, but you're absolutely right. You could see that early. That was, uh, oh. oh, man, that was bad. That was, yeah, it was a, it was a fun, fun W. I'll take it. <laughs> it was, it was, it was it, even though I didn't come out with as much as I wanted to, I did come out with a lot more than I went, went in with it. So it was, it was nice. All right, here we go again. Warriors, Dallas tonight. Five and a half is the number. Warriors are on the road. We're at your number here, Dave. Six is your number, right? You talk about yep. two possessions. You get a little nervous. Steam coming in on the Warriors. Most, most likely this number is going to come up maybe six, six and a half before we get to close here. But the Steph Curry three prop is juiced up under five and a half minus one fifty. Can you still play it? Oh, one fifty. That's that's a little bit a uh, little bit pricey. But I mean, what Steph point did we say now? One for ten in the game last time out. Yeah. Do you buy the theory that he'll explode and have one of those eight nine no. three point games? No, no, not yet. No, 
I mean, it's coming. It may beat you tonight. I mean, but what is it now? Eight of nine or nine of 10 where he's going under? It's eight of nine. We did it yesterday. Seven of eight. It's 10. Under has come in 10 of the last 15 games. 10 of the last 15. Okay. Um, It's a big run. It is a big run. It's a big juice. I mean, this is right where this is about where it gets to that line for me, where you're just like, man, it's just not worth it. Um, Pre-game, I would say, I think you should bet it under. You know, and you you can kind of. I mean, a lot of places that you know where people are listening, you have the ability, yeah, the ability. to bet in game. Not us, <laughs> not us. Here, we don't. We don't. Nope. We don't. Uh, I'll be watching it. I think we'll know. Well, no, but he can turn it so fast. Like he gets two or three in a row, and you're like, oh boy. You no. know, if he goes <laughs> one of four, one of five early, and you're like, oh, I got this nailed. He can hit the next three, and you're like, oh, they got four before halftime. Now what? I'm done. And then starts off slow again. The line, man, Golden State, it just – this is another one in the book. Like, at what point do you put the number and try to find that dog bunny? I mean – It's plus 120, though, to the over. It looks so attractive. It does look so attractive. So what is Plus one twenty to the over. It's just like <laughs> on the road. Clay's coming back. Like yeah. he goes one for ten in his last game. You know he's pissed off about that. Did they win? Yeah, they won with him Steph's, scoring nine points. They won. Yeah, Steph's that. I mean, like. Steph's that guy. I don't think it matters. I mean, he got the record now. I mean, obviously he's got pride and he's mad, but they won the game. He's trying to win sure. a championship, you know, at this point. So he has a bad shooting night and they win. What about when he has a good shooting night? Huh. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. the Golden State minus five and a half may be the pregame play. Well, that was my next question. Is it should you lay it before it runs? Because this number is going to do nothing but go up over the next couple of hours it's it's gonna go i mean already it's already six now by the way it's already gone up yeah. it's already six it's gonna close at seven do we have do we have a uh a full lineup for dallas is everybody well there uh jordan's pointing this out that dallas is retiring dirk's number tonight so you want to play the motivation factor that's always dirk's in the always, crowd always a play against play i always against. Play, yeah there's just because uh-huh. it messes up the the home team routine. It's a big ceremony before. And he used to have a Stress guy things up. Yeah. He he would always play against or lean to the visiting team when the home team was having a, a an excessive ceremony. So you can look at that two ways. You know, you play the motivation factor, take the home dog. Very rarely are they getting points in a situation like this. I mean, who else would Dallas be a five and a half point, six point home dog to in the NBA, not too many other teams in the NBA. Yeah, they're nine and eight at home, uh, 19, 18. But yeah, they've got the Dirk ceremony going tonight. So maybe that's why you jump in on Dirk. Warriors was minus fantastic, six. wasn't he? Really oh, what a player. Dirk play. God, he was great. One team, whole career. Love that too. Oh, yeah. Gotta love that. I mean, yeah. and he could have gone elsewhere. He didn't want to. Yeah. I'm glad he won a ring. Yeah, seven seven footer who was a shooter. I mean, everyone talks about Steph Curry changing the game, but I often say like we overlooked the fact that Dirk changed the game. We didn't have stretch fours before Dirk. No way, Dirk there was seven, different than anybody. There were there were nobody being drafted as seven feet tall, and you could be like, 
yeah, he's a perimeter guy. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? He's a perimeter <laughs> guy. He's seven feet tall. He's not going to stand out there and, oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> what do you, I mean, he's going to shoot eight foot jumpers? Yeah. Yeah. From the elbow. He's going to come off a screen. He's going to come off like a guard. And what do you, he's seven feet. T- yeah. It's going to yeah. happen. Dirk, everyone talks about, everyone talks about Curry, 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 threes and threes. And I'll give Curry. I do think he changed the game a lot. Yeah. But in terms of the role of a stretch four, oh. Dirk Nowitzki changed the game. Without a doubt. And he was, he was just, I remember when he came up and he was so different and he, and he looked like it was like, wait, what is this guy doing? And then you saw him be able to do all the stuff that a guard could do. And you're like, this guy can play. And was, were they the one seed that Golden State beat? I believe they were, Dallas was the one seed and Golden State was the eighth seed when Golden State was starting to come up. I think it was. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm and that was a, that, but yeah, that was a, that was a big one. I, I just remember it in the book. It was such a monster win because the eight seed never beat the one seed, right? And that was that was the one. It was like, geez, Dirk can't win the big one. And then he got the ring, and it was all over after that. Yeah, it was that, that'll be a fun ceremony to watch. I just hope Cuban makes it about him and not himself. Got to be careful with Cuban. He tends to make those things about himself. Oh. On those cere- on those ceremonies, but I love yeah, I, I love Dirk, and I gave Cuban a ton of credit. I mean, he's the one who paid Dirk to stay. He 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 was like, he's our guy. I don't care if he's quote washed up. We're paying him to stay, and he's going to be our guy for the rest of his career. And paid him as such because he could have gone elsewhere. I mean, he a lot of guys like that in in their careers in other uniforms and Dallas like your like, uniforms and stuff anywhere, right? Yeah. yeah, like chase a ring. How many guys are chasing rings? And Dirk was like, no, nah, I'm not gonna go. Right, I'm not gonna go chase a ring. Right. All right, so our boy Derek Henry's back at practice today how about that how do you feel about the titans not betting wise just their chances if they have derrick henry in their lineup how difficult is this going to be for a chief team bills team we know the bills don't stop the run the chiefs got exposed on both ends over the weekend with their defense, everyone was like, Oh, look at their defense. And they played a playoff team. And it was like, "Uh Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we just got torched. Yep. What do you make of the Titans right now as a championship contender with Henry? If he plays not this weekend, but next weekend. Well, or I mean, two, I, or think three, three weeks, rather. I think they're a championship contender right now. I mean, they're going to be the one seed they're going to have. I mean, their road if to two games to get to the Super Bowl looks like if, I, we talked about it yesterday. His seeds hold it's going to be buffalo and kansas city and that's a hard two-game parlay you add derrick henry with fresh legs right now hello um home field running on that grass in the cold i mean he's hard enough to tackle in the regular season and when it's normal outside and normally he's banged up because he's been running so hard this is i mean i think you're making a great point the freshness of his legs oh so so i stared at this last night to win the afc is four to one plus 400 for the for for the titans well that's come down already since yesterday that was five to one yesterday yeah now it's four to one and i was staring i haven't played it this is my same opinion as to like, I just need him to get cleared. He's going to play and I got to try to beat the market a little bit and run and bet it. But like this same thing with like clay Thompson with the warriors. Once he, once he's cleared to go, I'm betting the warriors to win it all to win the AFC. I, I, I think the Titans on the, in the super bowl up against, you know, like a Packers somewhere on that, you know, I don't what know if it's, what if it's new England? What if the if New England and Buffalo play and New England goes to Tennessee? 
I think that worries me more than Buffalo. To be, I would hundred percent agree with that. A hundred. I mean, like, and that. I'm not being a homer. And the show's called Bostonian versus the book, but I'm looking at it from the numbers and from a neutral standpoint. The game, they'll be a bigger favorite against New England than they will yes. be against Buffalo. Yes, perception wise. Yet I'm more concerned from a Tennessee standpoint that New England could go there and beat them because New England could stop the run a little bit. Oh no, there's a. A hundred percent. It would be a Ryan Tannehill game. The one thing that would lead me to be, if I was a Titans fan, that if you get Julio Jones back and you have somebody on the other side of AJ Brown, that could be the Patriots can take away one receiver. They could take away AJ Brown. They could take away Derek Henry and make it about Ryan Tannehill throwing to somebody else. But Julio Jones could be the X factor that the Patriots couldn't, they won't be able to contain. Man, he is just not himself. I don't know. He's old. But yeah. in the playoffs, it's you know how one those game. vets get. That's yeah, it, it's a sure. one game thing. Give one me the game. night, give me the needle, you know, yes. ice up every part of my body and then let me go play. I don't know. It's it would it would concern me. Patriots AFC championship game. But I mean, look, it's Vrabel Belichick. We know what Belichick has done historically to his you know, Vrabel's the one dude because he played for him, not coached for him. So there's a little bit of a difference there between the two. Vrabel's record's much better than the you know assistant coaches, but it's still you're from the Belichick tree, and I think Bill could come up with a defense that would cause you'd Wasn't have it to hope Tennessee that went to New England and beat Brady the last game. Yes, badly. Yes, badly. Very badly. And everyone thought that that was the same narrative was going around against assistant coaches versus guys who played for Brick. So it was like, it's Vrabel's a different animal, but Belichick still has won the majority of games against Vrabel. He's played, but yes, that was a big game. And you better believe that Bill remembers that. (laughs) So that, that would be a little bit of a revenge game. And and frankly, making it about Ryan Tannehill is what you want it, what you want to do. You don't want to make it about Derek Henry or AJ Brown. You want to make it a quarterback. So if Belichick could make it like that, then the game factors in the other side of it, however, is can the Patriots move the football on the Titans defense on the ground? They're very stingy against the run. And Mac Jones is going to have to throw the ball. And then that pass rush gets after it. So games are dead under dead under dead under if that if that's the matchup we cannot forget i mean i, I mean we'll know i mean because yeah. we'll be talking every day but like that's that's got I, I mean that's gonna come low that's gonna come low absolutely all right so you wondered why i was wearing the jaguars hat yes, and you, I, you didn't know this okay yeah so there is a class and i'm wearing the hat this hat in solidarity of the fans of the jaguars because what they are doing is hysterical okay there is an online campaign for everyone with a ticket to wear a clown costume to the stadium <laughs> for real <laughs> for Shad Khan they are they're wearing it in protest they've they're calling their owner a clown and they are wearing a that everyone going to the game has been told when you go go to Amazon they're sharing the same link all over the place there are thousands of packages from Amazon on their way to Jacksonville, Florida right now for this game on Sunday. And the crowd is going to be dressed as clowns to Shad Khan. <laughs> I got to admit, it's good. It's oh, it's brilliant. It's, it's, it is, uh, it's college football-esque, 
The last time I saw something like this was when Nebraska fans all came in. They had huge signs for Steve Peterson, their athletic director. It was fire Steve Peterson and the ushers had to run around the crowd and rip them down and take them them away. The student section unveiled a gigantic banner that said fire Steve Peterson (laughs) and they, they, they had to rip that down. So like, I love stuff like this. And I really wonder like, could Shad Khan say you're not allowed to come into the stadium wearing a clown costume this year on Sunday. Is that allowed? Oh my. oh my. Does that make it worse if he tried to do that? I, because yeah. if he's got 40,000 people in that building all wearing clown costumes. <laughs> he's got 40,000 like, people in the building, though. Okay. I mean, but just, people are going to go to it. It's an NFL game. It's the Colts. You know, people go. Just But if they all go and wear hey, clown you costumes. You forget, man. People, I, I don't know. I mean, like. People go, but like he could, they could sell it out. They they could make this a thing. I mean, it might be his biggest attended game of the, <laughs> of the year <laughs> yeah, with everybody in the clown costume. Well, do you remember back in the day? I mean, the bags over the heads and Browns. Saints and the Lions and yeah, I mean, they even did it in Cleveland. You know, when they were winless and stuff. I mean, that's fantastic. I love it. I might have to go to the. To the, to the costume store myself. Maybe we'll show up in a clown costume on Friday or something for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good job, Jack, Jack Vans. I love that idea. I think that's an absolutely oh. phenomenal idea. I'll, I'll oh. be watching that game. I was going to watch it anyway, but I'll be watching that game for sure to see. I will for shots. sure now. <laughs> how many crowd I mean, shots we get of guys in clown costumes? Fit. I mean, the, the shots, uh, the crowd shots will be great. Um, man, I can't believe the Steelers need to the Colts to win or to lose that game. And now everybody's right. going well, in clown costumes. Okay. So the, you, you had the clown costume game. Okay. <sighs> As a book, what do you do about this? If the Colts were to lose to the Jaguars you mentioned the Steelers, it impacts the Steelers. Yeah. However, if Vegas and the chargers, if, if the Raiders, if, if the Steelers win Vegas, LA, if they tie, they both make it in. Oh, this is ridiculous. The, 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 you, you can't handicap that. You can't. First of all, there'll be a super investigation if they tie. Like, what is it going to tie? 17 17? 0 0 7 7. I don't know. You just play the game and just, you know, don't go for it on fourth. Don't punt. Dude, don't do anything. Oh, they kiss. There's too many eyes on that now. You can't do that. They ain't what? Do that. It's not illegal. We'll offer bets on the tie. You can bet whatever you want. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm seeing your fellow bookmakers tweeting about this. Yeah. Are already saying, I don't even want to have this conversation. Like if we're, if we're in the middle of this game in the fourth quarter and it's tied, I don't know what to do. I don't know. What happened if it's 20 to 20? We, we both agree. It's a three point game, right? What happened if it's 20 to 20 and both teams just start like running the ball and punting and running the ball and punting. And they both know, Hey, don't do anything stupid. If the game ends in a tie, we both make the playoffs. Don't need to say it. Don't need to have an agreement. Don't need to have an investigation because there's no conversation. It's just known that if we both wind up with a tie, we both are in the postseason. That'd be crazy. I mean, I, I, I'm just thinking about even doing the game in game, like sitting there going, what do we do here? Like, what are we doing? Who's moving the number? Who's betting this and stuff? And there's always a bet on will the game end in a tie? It's a hundred to one, or, you know, sometimes it's higher. Sometimes it's a little bit lower, 80 to one ranges in price from book to book. 
Um, but we always used to put it up, especially for the primetime games. So, right. I mean, it's almost like putting up the draw in boxing. You, you let people bet it, but very rarely does it happen. But in boxing, it can happen. I don't think this game's going to tie. I don't think they would do that. That would be crazy. I would be, uh, I would be genuinely upset, especially as a Steeler fan, if they win that. Game. <laughs> of course, but of course, but like, I mean, I guess it could happen. Would you bet it? Even like, so say the Colts lose, and you had the opportunity to throw ten dollars on it at a hundred to one. Would you do it? Yeah. You would? I already bet. Pl- I, I bet plus three. One one of the things that went into my handicap was this. I'll, I'll take the points because if it happens, you win I cash. Right. <laughs> so like, yeah. I'll take the points. I'm taking plus three because it, it's at least in the conversation going into the game. If they tie, they are both in the playoffs, and the Steelers are out. How many ties have been, there been this season? One. Steelers tied the Lions. That was it. Yeah. Ain't gonna be happened no this year though. So it's not it's not like it's like remember when it was like ties used to be like a crazy like no one ties in football. Right? Like two years ago, it was I forget what, what receiver was like. I didn't even know we could tie. I, I know. didn't know the rules. Yeah. Yeah. So like they, they, there were this is still like a relatively early phenomenon because they dropped the, the overtime from 15 minutes to 10. Right. So you play you play a faster time anyway. To make it but, more realistic to be more realistic possibility, but highly unlikely still. Except um, for the motivation. I mean, there's a ton of motivation to tie. You think the Chargers would be okay with the Raiders making the playoffs and the Raiders would be okay with the Chargers making the playoffs? If it meant that they're in the playoffs? Yeah. Well, maybe the coaches would. I what don't the know. hell do they care of the other teams in if they're in? That's all that matters. Two franchises that are desperate to, to have anything good happen at all to their teams. I mean, this is Anthony. This is in the wake of Anthony Lynn for the Chargers. They make the playoffs in the first year after Anthony Lynn. That's huge. The Raiders, after firing Gruden and having one of their players kill somebody, they make the playoffs. It's insane. Both stories are amazing stories for those franchises, and it shows they're going in the right direction and they got the right leadership in place. It's probably going to have to. Be a highly ironic if he goes for two for the tie. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Be awesome. That'd be awesome. That that would be fantastic. We're going for two for the tie. That would be so good. Um, I hope it don't happen. I know we would be in the books going, man. I don't want to see this and just be like like the guys that are probably tweeting about it and stuff now. Be like, man, I. I that's gonna mess everything up. Now we got to put both of them into the you know. Well, not just that, thing, just, it, so you, you, just from a handicapping rules perspective, your house rules perspective, there's right. all sorts of things that would impact. You have to you change your, the algorithm's going to change. The model's going to change. Like the rules are going to change. Like there's going to be the fallout from this on national TV. If both teams had the balls to actually sit there and just, you know, power eye left, power <laughs> eye right. Punt. Run the clock. Power eye right. Power eye left. Night game in history. Punt. Yep. Just punt, 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 punt. Punt's it's, over. It's 3 3 going into the fourth quarter and up. I'm just, I'm falling down. Oh, no. Like it, it's in the conversation. I'm not saying it's going to happen. A lot of, I mean, frankly, the first thing has to go down. And that's the Colts as 16 and a half point favorites have to lose outright to the Jags. So if, the Colts win, it eliminates the whole conversation. Right. But this this conversation this conversation only becomes relevant if Jacksonville shocks the world. 
<laughs> the clowns come if clown power shows up and the clown Jags power. beat the Colts. Oh man, I would beat the Colts. We'll we'll address that if the if the Jags win. Let's put it that way. I'm not worried about it um, now. We might be worried about it Sunday at the afternoon. We might be going. Oh no! Now what? <laughs> Now what? Now NBC what sure as hell is where the, the, the network executives are going to be throwing up if the Jags win. But do you remember now, the last game last year was Washington and Philadelphia, right? Yeah. The last game. And then, you know, Hurts, the Eagles weren't in it, but Washington was going to get in a playoffs. Like it, all they needed to do was win. And then he benched Hurts. They went right. forward on third down or fourth down late in the third <laughs> quarter. And then he said, Oh, I'm going to play Sudfeld and see what we have. Like he's all right. You remember? And that was on national TV. I remember. Like, that. So, and we had all that controversy. Like people were talking about the games being fixed and what were they doing and all this other stuff. And the book again, got run over by a yeah. truck because it was two, two and a half Washington favor to close seven. And it, they won by 10 and never, never had a shot. And, Everybody was like, geez, what, Philly just mailed it in in the fourth quarter. And why did he pull Hurts and all that? So why did he go for all these things? The NFL don't want that. They ain't going to want that. There ain't no tie. There better not be no tie. All right. So, yeah, and Jordan's pointing out the Colts have not won in Jacksonville since 2004. So that's the big stat everyone's pointing out. That 2014. 2014. So, sorry, sorry. 14. That's okay. Thank you. Yes. But say, still. 20 years. I mean, let's go Jacksonville. Eight. 10 yeah. years ago. I mean, it's a long time ago. It's a long time. There were some good line. teams too that went down they, there. They play there every they play there every year. They're right. in the division. <laughs> so it's not like it's once in a while. It's every year the Colts have a shot to beat the Jags in Jacksonville and they can't do it. Something so, crazy always happens in the last week of the season. There's always that would be it. One of those. That would be it. That would 100 percent be it. Or the Jets can beat the Bills, the Patriots beat the Dolphins. Did you realize that the Patriots can be the one seed still Correct. or the six seed? Yeah. I mean, they're five now, so it's not like they're dropping right. down too, too far. No, but yeah, I know. But like yeah. there's if things would happen and tumble, like they have the they could still get the one seed. They could be the six seed. It's crazy. And that's why you play the games, right? I mean, yeah. let's see what happens. Yeah. The Patriots are on the road at Miami. Speaking of funky things happening, that's a house of horrors for the Patriots normally. So and, you know, Brian Flores is coming full barrels double barrel action coming from him is he's he? not yeah he's not laying down okay dolphins aren't laying down for the patriots coming in there no way in hell to it you know i'll be curious to see what they do with tua do they have him handing the ball off a lot do they want to protect him because he's fragile so i'll be curious to see what the added but they're not defensively they're not laying down they're coming for mac mac jones's head like they're gonna be blitzing <laughs> and they're coming for him so okay I'll be I'll be curious. I don't like the Patriots to cover that number. I'm staying away from it, but I don't like the plus six and a half Miami. Not a bad number to take the Dolphins at home. Uh, just given given the Patriots' history. All right, so let's go here. Jim Harbaugh. He wants a new contract, so they cut his they cut his salary. I think in half at Michigan last year. He was almost going to get run out of town. Yeah. Look, you got to change everything. We're cutting your salary or we're firing you. And he was like, fine, cut my salary. That's fine. He responds by beating Ohio State, winning the Big Ten championship, and going to the playoffs. Yes. He wants a new contract. Of course he does. Now, here comes the reports, shockingly, that Jim Harbaugh has mutual interest between himself and NFL franchises for him to become a head coach next year in the NFL. 
the Las Vegas Raiders name is being attached to Jim Harbaugh. Wow. I heard the Bears. The Raiders, too? Yes. So what do you make of this? Raiders or Bears? Better fit for Jim Harbaugh's return to the NFL. Mm. This is not even a question in my mind. This is easy. It's the Bears, no? Of course. It's I mean, a like, layup. I'm trying to think of the reason why it would come here, like or or the fit. I don't I don't think it would be a good fit at all here. No, here it's a disaster. I don't want him anywhere near here. He's weird. He's quirky. The owner's already weird and quirky. I don't need the head coach to be weird and quirky. Okay. Don't need both of them to be oddballs. I mean, he's a good coach. I just don't know. Like the quarterback situation is pretty set in Chicago, right? He can go in and say, Fields is this guy. Let's get together, figure this well, out. The offense, he can run the same offense he, he ran with the 49ers with the Bears. Right. You just take that you offense. Do that here? No, it would never work. No, you can't. That's what have I mean. Derek Carr running the ball 30 times, t- 10 That's, times a game gets killed. Right. It's not even an option. It's, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's a zero it. option of that. Like it would be a, I said, I guess somewhat tear down if he came here, right? Like yes, they kind of have yeah. to just, nothing I think would mesh. It would no, be you'd have to totally re- redo right. everything, everything quarterback down. If you bring Jim Harbaugh to Vegas, it's a disaster. I, I I want no part of it in Chicago. It's a great fit. It's a great fit because of Justin Fields, because of the running game they already have. And because of the defense, it's defense. already set up yeah. it's there. It, it works. It, you can take the San Francisco model that he ran. That's the system he ran there and implement it and win right away. I mean, I think, I think Jim Harbaugh can win right away in Chicago. Does he want to leave or is he just negotiating a contract? He's negotiating in my mind. I think, <laughs> look, everything we know about this dude is he's got a monster ego, right? And that's why everybody was like, holy crap, he took a what? A pay cut to stay? So everybody was surprised that he swallowed his pride to stick around. So he finally gets it done. He beats Ohio State. Big gorilla off his back. He goes and wins the Big Ten. Check mark another one. Gets into the playoff. Check mark. Okay. Now's the time he's got the university by the short hairs right. and he can, yeah. he can tell them what to do. Right. So now to me, this is, Oh, the NFL's back. Hi guys. Uh, I want my money back <laughs> and some. Okay. <laughs> so you took my legs out from underneath me back up the Brinks truck or I'm leaving. And that a year ago, I think Michigan fans would have been celebrating now. I don't know. Some Michigan fans might be a little concerned about having to start over again, like Notre Dame is in finding a new head coach. And- Especially now you, you, you yeah. slayed the dragon. You, yeah. you, you, you won the game. You, you, you got to the playoff. The other school down South did not right. like you're going to leave now. Uh, who are we going to replace them with? Like I would be concerned. If I was Michigan and being like, okay, hundred um, percent, it looks like a Brady Hoke type. Like you're going to go get a Michigan man. Right. But you, you're the guy who built the mm, program and the culture mm. in college. It's hard to do that. You, you know, plug and play coaches don't exist all that often. It's, it's difficult to get that done. You got to go heavy into the transfer portal. I mean, it, 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 yeah, I don't know. I, I would be very curious to see how that whole thing would work out if you wound up leaving, which by the way, did you catch the interview with the new head coach of LSU? 
last night on ESPN? Um, very briefly. Did you catch what he said about accents in Boston? I heard it. And this I, dude, this I saw from your every, tweet shortly thereafter. From okay. Everett, Massachusetts. I was, I was going to let okay. you yeah, tell everybody. He's from Everett. And this clown actually says people in Boston don't have thick accents. So that's why I was trying to ingratiate myself with the people in <laughs> Louisiana. Holy crap. Brian, I mean, Brian Kelly, like, what are you doing, dude? Just, just, just shut, shut up. up. Just, just stop. Just shut up. I mean, are, are, are you are you that big of an, like everybody in New England went like, um, I was like, dude, come to my house, man. Go upstairs. Go talk to my wife. Okay. Go, go, go give my wife a glass of wine and see the language that comes out of her. And you come and tell me if people in Boston don't have thick accents, what are you talking about? Uh, I would say people in Boston or, or that area have one of the most um, pronounced yes. accents of anywhere in the United States. There's pockets of places that have accents. That's one of them. Um, Family. Yeah. Family. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I, I learned this very young uh, when I was interning at the TV station. Just because someone puts a mic in front of you doesn't mean you have to say anything. Sometimes just say I'm good. Like, and now that you did the family and all that other stuff and it got replayed, it still gets replayed. We still refer to it. People still refer to there it. There were signs in the crowd last night that said from, <laughs> from, from K-State fans that said fam Ali, family. <laughs> like they were making fun That's of the dude. Three it just shows you how thin-skinned Brian Kelly is and how the dude it really bothers him. So he's still trying to make excuses as to why he said it when he was at the basketball game and everybody knows you were faking a, a southern <laughs> accent and it made no sense to now come back and be like, well, I'm you know, I'm from part of the country where we don't have accents. Huh? Yeah. What a, dude, I got my job because somehow my father got my accent out of me. Like <laughs> I was lucky. I didn't have a Boston accent. I was lucky. My right. stepfather like sounds, he needs to be like in goodwill hunting. Okay. Like, right. Right. Like, like don't tell me people in Boston don't, don't have ridiculous accents. The letter R doesn't exist it does in not the alphabet to people in my own family. Like, yeah. What are you talking about, Brian Kelly? Like you yeah. are from the region and you're on national TV. A lot of people, it's the only game in town. It's the standalone national game and you're doing an interview and they let him go for half the second quarter because the game sucked. And so they're like, all right, well, let's captivate the SEC fans. Let's let them go ahead and listen to Brian Kelly talk. And his excuse for why he said it was, I come from a part of the country that does not have distinct accents. They're going to have field day um, in the SEC. And LSU, if they're down, like when they go, you've been to these places. Oh, my. The fans are going to be chanting stuff. They're going to be – I mean, he better figure out a way to win quickly. Because 100%. That isn't going to last. Look, I mean, the it, last time I saw something this bad to start was Mike Shula. All right. Mike Shula got the Alabama job and gave the single worst press conference I've ever seen a coach give. He was stumbling and bumbling and didn't know he was nervous. He wasn't prepared. The questions he was getting were very common, easy layup questions, and he had very poor answers for it. And the guy fell flat on his face. Were you now, in the room while it was going yeah. on? Were you there? Yeah. 
That's so uncomfortable, isn't it? When you can it see was, it. It's I came back. And, I was doing I was doing morning drive radio and, and I came back next day and I go, look, I know I'm not that old. I think I was like 25 at the time or 24, 25. I go, I'm not that old. I haven't been around a lot. I go, this isn't going to work. Like I can just tell you right now, this is Alabama. Like you don't get a trial run. You don't get the, your first head coaching job being Alabama is a really bad idea. Now, Brian Kelly's been successful. Okay. So, so it's not a direct comparison, but the fans, forget the rival fans, your own fans will eat you alive yeah. if you suck early yeah. because you've already embarrassed them. These guys are, you know, LSU fans are already going to the bar and you're already hearing from your boys of like, hey, family, man, how are you? Like it, it, you're already getting that crap. You already got K-State fans who are holding up signs. You're down K-State. 42 it's K-State. 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 Kansas State, Manhattan, K-State. Kansas. That's where K-State's they live. Taking their shots at you. K State, a Big Twelve team, a, a, a doormat is yeah. is taking is taking shots at you, oh, boy. and you have no response. You no response. You can't say this team won a championship two years ago. Two years ago, they were in the national title it's game with Joe twice. Burrow ripping apart. <sighs> and now they're here with Brian Kelly dropping ridiculous lines. It's not going well. It's just not. It's just not going. Better well right win now. ten games. You better Real win quick. ten games. Right, even, even in the interview, ain't he was last like, three years. It ain't even going to be three years. And when he starts talking about the transfer portal, like we have to be active in the transfer portal, I was like, uh oh. I was like, you're already laying the groundwork, saying that this is not going to be a good first year. Like you're gonna, oh, you got a ten year contract. They gave him a ten year deal. It's a hell of an agent. All I'm saying is when you get a dude from Boise state to go to Auburn and a dude from North, from South Bend, Indiana coaching and from Boston to go to LSU, you gotta be real careful. These Southerners don't take well to this. (laughs) You you better win quick. Better win. Better win quick. And Auburn, I mean, they're okay. I mean, but Brian Harsett, people are like, eh, and now they're going to be very critical of Brian Kelly. He better win. Jobs used to be like so um, hard to get, hard to get, desired, and things like that. Like, I mean, this is what going against Saban has to be like. Like, you got to be like, look, man, I I'm good. I, I I don't want that job. And then to go get somebody to take that job, I mean, just think, Coach O had it all. They just won. They ran him out. He left. But, I mean, some other things were going on there, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. I mean, but you that was do, you can't you can't do what he was doing. Like you can't, of course, but you can't like chasing, you know, of chasing off the field stuff. Yeah. It, it was more important to him than on the field stuff. You can't have your girlfriend showing up at practice. Like it just, at the end of the day, enjoyed, it's still a he Southern enjoyed school. that win for a long a time. Long time. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a wasn't and just bless him. I mean, uh, bless him. I mean, I mean, a, a single oh. dude in your sixties, and you get to go. Bless you, man. Yeah. All, all single, go crazy. Right. But just know what it looks like to the soccer mom who is looking at their husband, going, "Oh, that's your coach, huh? Okay, sure. All right." It didn't sit well in the south. No, it just not at all. And he was too open about it too like you can't post things on social media yourself like look at us click like you just yeah uh, yeah more power to them but oh boy not (laughs) not when you want to be taking your own photographs you can do this all right so today everybody who is betting the mvp market is now angry because you have to handicap the voting now because Uh, an mvp voter was caught saying he will not vote for aaron Rodgers because he's quote a bad guy 
we put money down on this stuff, Dave. This is this is not good. If someone's going to say, I don't like Aaron Rodgers, so I'm not voting for him. Like this goes back to like Hall of Fame voting and stuff. But like this is an MVP race that should be kind of a closed book. But maybe it's not. How many other voters do we have to worry about who feel the same way as this clown that they're not voting for Rodgers because of the off the field stuff? I used to say this all the time, especially the last part of, the, of my time in the risk room with Tony. Like, it's not worth putting it up because we not we we everything we do is based off of games on the field. And then you do this market between this and the NFL draft. It was so hard to manage and try to keep it fair without getting run over because I don't know how this guy's going to vote. Like, I just, I don't know. And I'm trying to handicap it. I'm trying to put a number on it and then let people bet it. And once people start to bet it, I mean, you can manage the money. The, the, the actual moving the numbers and taking the bets, I thought, was the easy part. It was trying to come up with the numbers. And then as it gets this close to the end, it looks like he's going to win it. And a guy like this comes out and says it, which maybe not a lot of people will come out and say it, right? But they're thinking like, oh. Hub, Hub said it. I wasn't going to vote for him either, and I ain't going to vote for him. I ain't going to have to say it. And it might affect the way people vote. I don't think it should, but it might. Who knows? Booking it is crazy. I think betting it is even crazier. Like, we have to put it up in the book because our goal is to take bets and, and handle money. As a better, I never touch this stuff. I never do because I have to rely or get in the heads of other people how they're going to vote. Drives me crazy. I mean, like, is do you like betting the stuff like the rookie of the year and the offensive player of the year? It's hard, isn't it? Yeah, no, I bet one market I took with a free bet. I had a free 50 buck bet that I laid on Belichick to win coach of the year, but that's it. That's the only, I'm not getting involved in these markets. I'm arguing with people about Chase Young, about Jamar Chase versus Mac Jones as to who should win it. And the numbers in the betting market, but I have nothing financially tied to it. No, I can't. Right. It's too, it's too. Mac was minus 500 a week ago. (laughs) And now he's, now he's plus 175. Well, that's the problem. Like the volatility in it. I think if you're actually looking to get like plus money on different things or trying to get ahead of where you think it's going to go, so then you could get, minimize your risk and just maximize your win. Okay. But like trying to actually pick one. Like we started really booking the Heisman the last couple of years that I was in the risk room. We put up a hundred guys. I didn't even know who 50 of them were. I mean, literally did not know. I had to look up who they were, what team could they actually win? All right. I'd make them one fifty to one. Like see if mm-hmm. we get any bets on them, you know, um, the rookie of the year is a little bit different. 30 coaches, right? 32 coaches. Okay. Maybe 16 can win you know, legitimately. So you kind of manage the money. It's a little more fair, but man, this like stuff like this way, way too hard. I, I, I never liked it. Even like we really got as a, as the props for the Super Bowl became very popular. The Super Bowl MVP bet was legitimately one of the biggest micro markets, whatever the buzzword is now that people are using, a lot of people bet that because, you know, Teresa could bet it. Jessica could bet it. Anybody could bet the Super Bowl MVP. You didn't have to know offense from defense, you know, pass play from a run play, but you could pick who you thought was going to be the MVP because they're going to be the quarterback or they're going to be the guy with the nice 
you know, hair. I mean, I remember we took Paula Malu bets to win the MVP when the Steelers were in the Super Bowl, and it was like, you know how many defensive players win this? Yeah, but, you know, he's got all the commercials. He's got the nice hair. If he makes a pick or gets something, he can win it. I heard it all at the counter. I don't like these markets at all. What I like about being on live is that we get breaking news on with us when we're talking. And oh. this is this is wild if it were to happen. WFAA in Dallas is reporting and confirming the NFL has reached out to AT&T Stadium to check on the availability of hosting this year's Super Bowl if California puts restrictions on how many people can attend an event. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. That throws... Good thing we didn't book nothing yet. Well, I mean... What the... Yeah. That is... I don't think that happens, okay? But if I'm the NFL, I would need to report this pretty darn fast as to whether or not this is real or is this just them doing their due diligence and they're saying, hey, hypothetically, I mean, I haven't heard of any new restrictions coming down with California and we normally get some of that because of we're here. Yeah. Ties of Vegas and California. We're so tied together in yeah. Los Angeles and in and, and Vegas in terms of people going back and forth. But that is what if we're back like this is 2020 all over again. We're talking about alternative sites for the Super Bowl. Ugh. I don't want so, to think about it. I, I hope it's just a report. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the NFL is going to need to address this at some point in the very near future because every media company just had their entire lives chucked up in the air, including ours, as to right. what our plans, what our plans for the Super Bowl are going to be. And uh Jordan says they just got guaranteed that California won't be putting any more restrictions in place until after the Super Bowl. Okay. So maybe they did, maybe it's like a late reporting. Maybe the NFL did check in just hypothetically and California said, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, we're good. Don't worry about this. I mean, it would be stunning. I could see them maybe do like, you need to have a negative COVID test to show up to the game. I could get that or a negative right. COVID test to go to an event or something like that. Right. I could see that, but I can't see them doing anything else. Like this is billions of dollars <laughs> for the Los Angeles. Community. This is why they built SoFi stadium. Like, yeah. You can't, you can't have this thing be taken down. Not in January. We're a month out. <laughs> right. We're, we're yeah. a month away. Yeah. Holy. Well, I mean, you know, they, the, the bowl game got canceled in San Diego. That wasn't anything California did, but like. Right. You have so that was the teams though. That was yeah. the teams. Well, look, I mean, Joe Mixon's, Joe Mixon's sick today. So I said, you better be careful of Joe Burrow. I mean, Mixon's out for this week. So what about. Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and everybody else in the offense. Why would anybody play in that game? I agree, but they might. I don't think since he can get a better seed, right? They can't improve their seed. Can they? No, if they get the two losses, if Kansas city would lose to Denver and Tennessee so would that's lose why. to Houston, they, they would get the one seed. So there you go. So there is a reason why, to, why you'd play that game. The one seed significant playing on Saturday night. It's big winning. I think makes if you can't beat a one seed, I, what's the difference between two and three? Nothing, in my opinion. Why just would you the order? Just the order of when you play the one. 
how fast it is till you get to the one seed to, to the Titans. But yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't play. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, Rogers was on McAfee yesterday. They say he's going to play. I don't know. I mean, they have to say that on Tuesday, right? On Sunday, yeah. they can Scrap it. have Scrap it. Know, yeah. yeah. But like, no. I get it. And everybody's saying, oh, we're going to play. We're playing our guys. They're going to get reps. They're going to this. I won't play nobody. I, if, um, if, there's no reason to. Totally agree. All right. Before we go to better to book it, I want to show you something because this is this is this is absolutely crazy. Oh, I saw this. Go ahead. Okay. So if you're watching on the live stream, you guys are going to see a BMW that's here for CES yeah. that goes from white to black when it backs up. It's no, moving. it's a button. It can do yeah. it anywhere. It can do. It can go white to black whenever it wants. Right. A color changing automobile. Yeah. Is being showcased here at the Consumer Electronics Show, the biggest convention in Vegas. They've cut a day of it because of COVID. Right. But it's still a huge deal. They're unveiling all sorts of crazy stuff, autonomously driven vehicles. Walmart <laughs> this morning unveiled how we're all going to be shopping soon. I never want to do that, by the way. I saw that video and I never want to do that ever. You may have to. You're going to do virtual reality. Hey, you, you have Oculus. You already have it. So you know I, what it's like. I know. I'm not doing it. You walk into Walmart, you put on the, the goggles and you go through and you shop all virtually. And then they bring it out to your vehicle. And every kid that's in high school that's ever bagged groceries, you're SOL. <laughs> no more job for you. You're done. All those stocking shelves, you're done. All that, all those jobs gone. But are you freaked out by this? That a car can change colors? Everything I think of, I think of like the other side. And this is just from my nature, who I am, but then also being in a book. And I always think, what am I missing? Or what, what, what? The fact that a car could change colors on a push of a button is bad news. Because I think of anyone that's like, you know, doing bad stuff could change the color of their car. And everybody's looking for a black car. Now they're looking for a white car. Wait a second. We don't know what color the car is. It change any time. This is all bad. It's cool. It's great. I think nothing, but I got all the bad in my mind. Nothing. What's the point of it, though? Like from a practical standpoint, I I, 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 what's the practical? Wait, what's the the practicality of if you like your car being white? Like one day you just want your car to be black. Like I, I guess I like variety too, but like watching it change colors is so freaky because the gas tank, the gas tank doesn't change. The whole car changes except for the gas tank. Oh, I didn't notice that. So watch it change and watch the gas tank. It's still white. Oh, so that's not so like you could, I guess, identify as like a white gas tank, I guess. But like, it's, oh. I don't know, like the whole idea of like, I feel like you would want it just because. Oh, that's I just a, because I have that's, I have enough money that I can click change it. Right. Ridiculous. Because if I like a white car, I like a white car. If I like a black car, I like a black car. I don't know. You get bored. OK, maybe you can change it up. But like, I don't know. That's aside you drive, from so you've driven so many different cars and so many different color cars. Is there a color five, car you, you would not want your car to be? So let's see. I've been driving a different car every week for five years now. Every week or every month? Every week. You get a different car every week. Yeah, I just got it just got dropped off. What a my, my new car just got dropped off this morning. Okay. Uh is there a color, a car I would not want? I don't like gray cars. Really? Gray, gray cars bother me because it's so boring. I don't like 
boring for colors. I like loud colors and greens and reds and, you know, I, I like black. I like white. I don't like gray. So I, I will never drive a gray car. My wife's car is, is like the only, the closest it would get. And we had to get it because we couldn't, it was a 2022 and it, they were back ordered and she wanted a mini Cooper. So it has like racing stripes on it that are black. That makes it look a little better. It's got like a beige ish, like almost like a orange beige type color. And that's fine. Okay. I'm okay with that. Okay. But I do not like gray. I had a red car was my first car it was in my mom kind of gave it to me, but I loved the car and it was, you know, a deep red. It wasn't cherry red. It was deep red. Then driven a bunch of cars all the way up. And then I got another red car. I got three tickets in a year because I had yep. a red car and yep. I would. I, so if I don't want no red, no more. Like I tell I, that one year, I just like, uh, and, and for whatever reason, that's the only color that I would, I, I turned out. I like smoked gray. I like that. Like smoked. That's like, of, almost like a dark. I'm talking about like gray, gray, just gray, like gray. Talking yeah. about the color, the, the the base color for every car company, the cheapest paint that there is is gray. Yeah, that's they they start with gray and they go right. up and out from there. Right. Like that color is okay. Yuck! You want right. to talk about like different versions where it's like a blackish, smoky gray? Yeah, that's okay. Nice. That's fine. The okay. matte finish gray. Yeah, I like okay. it. I, I don't have a problem with that. I'm just talking about like your base model Nissan Sentra gray, like. This is not expensive. This is not, it took zero time. The color of the paint comes in this and they add color to make it anything else from that, that color gray. That color I, gray. Don't, I, I want, I want no part of it, but that's kind of it. I mean, I've driven so many different types of vehicles now that I have such a very uh, hardened opinion as to what I do and don't like in vehicles. And it's so you would fun. You wouldn't care. You, you actually care more now than the hard oh, yeah. opinion. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's all sorts of, I get very angry at certain, at certain automakers. I get very angry at Toyota and Toyota just became the number one auto producer. They dethroned general motors after like two decades of GM being the number one selling car uh, and brand in, in America. Yeah. Toyota now is the number one selling brand in America. And I get very angry because their interiors are very boring and they only have one or two USB ports. And to me, a vehicle in 2022, you should have at least four up to six to eight USB ports plus wireless charging in all your vehicles, Apple and Android CarPlay standard. And if your vehicle doesn't start with that to me, I get upset. Oh, man. And I start to get very mad. You cannot produce a new vehicle. The technology is very easy. It's very simple. Adding USB ports is not hard. It just takes engineering and it doesn't drain the battery. What do you or need anything, all that stuff for? Why don't you just drive the car? Because your car is a to, an A to B type vehicle. It's fine. But the interior and what the vehicle has is an enormous part of why you buy the vehicle. Man, You've known this. Everyone knows this. Why do, what was the old line? Like people buy cars based up on the cup holders. Well, now they're buying cars based on USB ports. Well, you've seen the van. We got more USB ports in that yes, van. Yes, you do. We needed to get that thing. <laughs> that was great. That was one of the best things we got because we got too many people in the van and everybody needed at least one, if not two, devices to plug in. So we got enough USB ports. That is a good thing to have. See? 
It's a huge deal. In 2022, it's a monster. And then Apple CarPlay and Android Auto are your navigation. No one needs to put a navigation in a car anymore. Your phone's got it. And you'll get better reception on your phone than most likely you will off your car anyway. So those things have to be standard. And people like Nissan, sorry, Hyundai and Kia, along with Genesis, have been at the forefront of this. And I've been a huge proponent of bang for the buck for those brands because you think about them as being inexpensive vehicles and they're not. They're really, really nice vehicles. In particular, the SUVs are incredibly capable. I mean, a Kia Telluride is a beast. That thing's awesome. That thing will go anywhere a Jeep will go. Oh my God, I love that thing. Kia Telluride is a phenomenal, phenomenal SUV. If you want oh. the Palisades, which is the same thing, the Palisades is, is Hyundai's version of the of the Telluride. Yeah. Can't go off-road though. Doesn't have the skid plates, doesn't have the four-wheel drive capability or the tires that the that the a Telluride has. So you want it to be more refined. The Palisade, the, the Palisades vehicle gives you the same capability for literally thirty thousand dollars less than what you'll pay for other SUVs of that same size. Good to know. Genesis is the best best bang for your buck luxury car on the market. The GV80 is a damn dream. If I'm buying an SUV in the future, that is the car I'm buying. And it's a $70,000 vehicle, but it's got $110,000 worth of stuff inside of it. It's awesome. And who makes that? Genesis, which is Hyundai's luxury brand. Okay, okay. All right. So like how Toyota's got... Yeah, yeah, Acura. Went up. Yeah. So, or I guess Hyundai's got Acura. Toyota's got um, Lexus. Lexus. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So, like that. Okay. But that vehicle, that SUV is phenomenal. So, wow. So, yeah. Okay. Right. Teresa, don't yell. She's outside the room yelling inside of it, telling me. I thought she what? was home. I thought she was at work. She's 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 at home now. She's at home. Yeah. When is she? Oh, all right. Yeah. What's that? She's in a- oh. <laughs> all right. Chime in. Executive yeah, producer three through the door yelling at me. About Unbelievable. Bought the cars, the car so she likes. So there we go. It's not an Avalon. What are you talking about? She's yelling Avalon. I think it's not an Avalon. Toyota Avalon vehicle. Is the car outside? You mean it's an Avalon? Oh, fine. Yes. No, that's wrong. Acura is Hyundai. Lexus is Toyota. Ask her if she decided that. Please ask her who she likes. No, I'm not asking her who she likes tonight. Okay. All right. Better than her, better than her book it. Let's go. The Creighton Blue Jays just took on. They had a COVID stoppage. They only played two games in two weeks, but the game they played two games ago, they were seven and a half home dogs in Omaha to Villanova, and they won by 20. Wow. Villanova. Okay. Yep. Villanova at home tonight seeking revenge. But this Nova team, eh, I don't know here. I think this is too many points. The number hasn't moved. I'm kind of surprised, Bat. So it seems like the number is right here. But the Jays are unlike any Greg McDermott team I've seen in the entirety of my time watching Blue Jay basketball since 2004. Jays are known for three-point shooting, running, gunning, up and down. They are 11th in the Big East in three-point shooting. They only hit 6.6 threes per game. Nova's number one, 9.9. When the Jays hit nine or more threes against Nova, they're six and two. It's a key number. If Nova misses their threes, they have a real hard time scoring. They only hit four threes. They shot, I think, 17% from behind the arc. They're like four for 32 in the game in Omaha. They lost the game by 20. I think the Jays keep it close here. They were favored by Villanova was favored by seven at three. Yes. Seven and a half. That's what it and lost and lost by 20. You're, you're taking Creighton? Jays plus 11. Betting on a booking it. It's too many points, but I, I'm going to book it. I'm going to book it. I, they're gonna, 
How many times does Creighton win both games against Villanova in a season? Oh, I don't think they win tonight. I just think I just think they keep the game close. I think it's a six, seven point win for Nova. Okay. Jays have been playing. This is the stat. Creighton this year has been an underdog five times. Okay. They have won the game outright four times. Wow. Is this the biggest spread? 100%. By a ways. <laughs> Most of it was like plus three against Nebraska. They won outright. They were plus seven and a half against Ooh. Nova. They won, they won outright. Um, it's, been, it's been against BYU. They were catching five. They won by 12. Wow. Yeah, see, this is, this is that one where I would be sitting in the room going, I don't understand this line. I don't understand none of it. I don't <laughs> and Villanova wins by 15. Like yep. everything it, is supposed to happen that Creighton is supposed to cover. And then it just it's it's not a run out, but it's it's to the point where they're winning by 10, 12, 14, 12, 10. It's it's hovering around the number, and then somehow the favorite gets her. It's about the three-point shot to me. I mean, if Nova is nailing threes then the Jays are in trouble because the Jays do not score. They don't run up tempo. They've got a freshman point guard named Ryan Nemhard, who's phenomenal, but they've got a bunch of kids coming in who are, I mean, they got a kid who a D2 transfer called Ryan Haskins who won three national championships on the D2 level. Now playing for the Jays. Alex O'Connell is a Duke transfer. He hit the three sending the game into double overtime against Marquette. They were up 17 points on the road at Marquette, the same Marquette team that beat Providence last night by 30 or 40 points, whatever it was. They were up by 17. They blew that lead, went to double overtime. They won it in double overtime. But the biggest this year is fun. It's it's a crazy topsy-turvy. I have two units. I have two units on Nova to win the Big East. That's how confident I was at Villanova winning the Big East this year. And they're one. This is a big game for Nova. Nobody needs to win this game. They can't be going two and two to start. Total is only one twenty-seven. Well, hold on. Oh, no, no, hold on. Don't don't jump ahead on me now. Come on now. Well, no, I'm looking at the whole picture. I'm I know, but I'm going to give picture. you. Okay, go ahead. I'll, I'll book. I'll book the side. I'll I'll play the favorite against my will. Um, I'm, I mean, everything you said said to take Creighton, but I'm gonna I'm gonna book it. I'm gonna lay it. You made this mistake yesterday when you said everything in my head says take K State. I, I told you I, I laid the I laid it out and K State crushed. I know. Laying it out again. I saw you had people in the in the chat in the in the Discord and the juice and all that other stuff. You yep. made too good of a case. Sometimes somebody, so, somebody tweeted me that. and said you, you made too <laughs> you made too good of a case on the podcast. I had to fade it. Too easy. Wait, what? Like I made too good of a case for you. That's why you had to bet against it. This is what happens in, in this in this business. I've heard this so many times at the counter. It's like, man, it can't be that easy. No, it is. It's going to be that easy. I'm telling you. Oh, I'm going to bait it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fade you. I mean, it was terrible yesterday. I'm going to do it again today. All right. What'd you get? One thirty-two last night. It's one twenty-seven and a half. CLV Society, baby. Here we go. <laughs> it worked Rock. yesterday. That's pretty good. Wow. Bet, betting or booking under 132. Creighton and Nova have been under machines this year. Both teams. If the threes aren't falling for Nova, their game goes under. It's It all comes down to that three-point shot for Villanova. And the Jays, their game went over in the game in Omaha, but the original number went under. There was money that came in. It closed, and the game went under. What's the final the score the first game? Oh, hold on. Do you second. have it? Let's see yep. if you can find it. 
I want to just take two seconds. Uh, I believe it was it, it was pretty lops. I mean, I think 55 points is what Nova scored in the first game. It was pretty embarrassing for them. Uh, okay, final score for Creighton and Villanova uh, for their game on two weeks ago. It was uh, 79-59. 79-59, 138. And the total closed at 134. Four, I believe the wow. closing number, and that was 133 and a half. So, one okay. the closing, but the so opener was 140 and it came straight down. Holy it, it, so, it went over by it was four and a half because the Jays are four, eight, and one this year to the over. Nova is six and seven over the last 10 games. Villanova is three and seven to the over, and the Blue Jays are three and seven to the over. These are under teams. All right, we'll we'll bet this one with you. Nice number, one thirty-two. I, I I mean, we have to bet that. That's <laughs> that's the CLV. I mean, that might be our <laughs> our our lead song on the album. That's thirty-two. The game's going to close. Geez, what is this going to close? Is this going? I mean, how much lower is this going to go? One twenty-five. Can this get to one twenty-five? I mean, the, I don't so know. Maybe for a basketball gets, game, it's is not it involving it? Wisconsin. Should I middle it? If it gets to 125, do I mean? Well, you are being what, what time does that game start? We might need to find a way to watch this because it's on, it's, it's on, Fox, it's on, it's on Fox Sports One. It's oh, late. it's on this afternoon, late for us to 5 30 start Pacific. Yeah. That's great. 8 30. Huh? Okay. So, will you be able to? I think we'll be able to watch it and see early how the three pointers are going. I mean, because I said, it, yeah, I mean, if the first if they go, if Nova hits their first like four threes, I told everybody in the podcast, I said, get out, <laughs> just straight up, start betting the over whatever number you get. Right. Take Nova and the over. I mean, if they're bombing threes and because the Jays are going to let them shoot, I think and they're going to take away everything else, but they're going to bleed it. I mean, they are going to go slow, slow, slow. And this is what's funny because Greg McDermott used to play this way at Northern Iowa. This is the way he played all the time. He then went to Iowa State and brought that same style to Iowa State. It drove Cyclone fans crazy. Right. They wanted up-tempo. They wanted running gun. So he eventually was going to get fired, and that's when Greg McDermott got the Creighton job because Dana Altman went to Oregon. And then when, when he went to Creighton, he brought the offense to Omaha that every Cyclone fan wanted in Iowa State, but he did it because of his son. And so – Doug wasn't going to be a back to the basket, slow pace type of player. Yeah, he, it was could all shoot. he could shoot, he could run, he could shoot. So he built an offense to go in line with what he was watching with the analytics. He's a big in the analytics it was like three point shots. My kid can shoot threes. Let's build an offense. that's going to really lean into three point shooting. And he built one of the most prolific offenses in college basketball. Right. And that's how Doug wins the Naismith player of the year award. In, in his senior season. And now we're back to the slow offense. And now we're back to the bleed. Now we're back to the grind the ball and dun, 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 34 seconds How's off that the shot. Going over in Creighton? What? How's that going over in Creighton with the fans? He has two top, he has two top 10 wins on the year. So they're good with it. The fans. <laughs> yeah. You win. They don't care. They don't care. Yeah, you play this style and lose. He played this style at Iowa State and lost. So, like, Kansas would come in and Kansas would just be doing alley-oops and dunking on them and, like, they couldn't keep up. So that was the problem. This is the – I mean, Nova is the gold standard in the Big East, and they won the game by 20 the first time they played. 
yeah, they win this game, they, they I mean Jays fans won't give a flip. If right, right, what, right. <laughs> if, they, if they beat well, number twice. Game, all right, so the game's got to go. I mean, it feels like the game's going to go under, um, but we'll know. This this might be one of those like so in game. When you start at one thirty two, which is now one twenty seven and a half, I don't know how much lower this is going to go. This may close at one twenty six, one twenty five at the rate this is going, and everything you're telling me. Um, you'll note like the in game number will jump quickly. I mean, if they come out fast, it's going to go back up to one thirty five really quick. It's going to go over the original number. But if it goes slow, you might be down to one eighteen and a half. 117 and a half, and you can have a nice middle. I mean, you got under 132. You might be able to go over 117 at some point early, like in the first half, or at least by halftime. If they're in the, I mean, what's the first half number? First half totals, what, 64? First <laughs> half, Creighton, Villanova, 60. Jeez. 60. Boy, that's low. Oh my goodness. So all right. Well, now we got something to watch. Now we're gonna start <laughs> basketball. This is a, a perfect way to start um paying attention. I always said in the book, college basketball season started the day after New Year's. Like, you know, when you really started to watch it and bet it and get people on the regular, this is a good way for me to get into it. All right. Favorite thing about today before we wrap for you. Empty house? Empty house, baby. You know, I ain't got nobody to ask me what I'm having for lunch. I got nothing to do, right? I got to go fold the clothes. 100%. I got a couple loads of laundry that I got to get folded and put away so I don't hear any gruff when anybody gets home. But after that, empty house. I'm going to figure out what to do until my afternoon starts. What about you? For me, the best thing about today is this basketball game. I am super, super excited to watch just because I'm a Creighton guy to watch and see what the Jays look like because they they roped me in with that win over Marquette. I, I watched a lot of it. I didn't bet it. I watched them blow a 17 point lead. And I was like, man, like this is and they showed me something. And oh. When you start winning games like that and you start beating good teams on the road and you make a big mistake by blowing a 17 point lead, yet you're able to get the game five seconds left down by three, get a play inbound play. Alex O'Connell rises up on the road and buries a three to go to double overtime. And then you, you attack in double overtime and win the game and cover easily in double overtime. That's where I'm like, there's something going here. And sometimes these are the teams that are kind of mismatched early in the season and they got a good coach. They got a really good young point guard who's going to be an NBA player. His brother's phenomenal for Gonzaga. And, and now he's with the Jays playing really well as a freshman that they start to, and this is the time in January, you start to go, hmm, is there something here? Could this team be someone to watch in the future as they develop and get together? So if they get killed and they lose and it's like 75, 50, you out? no, I'm not out. I missed the Jays are who I thought they were. And oh, okay. they're just kind of like a, a team of guys thrown together. It's a rebuild season. They got a bunch of really young, talented freshmen that are going to be good in a year. Right now, it's too soon. They go into Nova and win, or at least keep it within two possessions tonight. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to be really pumped to see what the Jays turn into tonight. All right. Very good. Now we got something to watch. 
Absolutely. Fox Sports One for that game if you guys want to watch it. Subscribe to the Props YouTube channel. We're growing that. We hit our first milestone. We are over 100 subscribers, so we got to grow this thing. It's brand spanking new. Okay. We're just got to, we're, we're, we're every day I watch it going up and up. It's like we're averaging like 10, 15 subscribers a day. That's how you'll get notified when we go live here every single day for the Bostonian versus the book. Subscribe, rate, review on Apple. I'll have another giveaway coming up here relatively soon for a props prize pack. We did that once. We'll do that coming up. Uh, at some point here in the very near future. For Dave, I am Matt. We're back tomorrow for another edition of the Bostonian versus the book.